Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Zara Akalon surely disproves of her children swearing. But we're not her children, so we may swear during this episode. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Indy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're reading Chapter 4 of Magic So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's learn a new discipline. Chapter 4 of Magic Steps begins with... Sandry going to visit Winding Circle, and she goes to Discipline Cottage, and everything's different because all of her friends are gone. They have traveled away all over the world with their teachers. Even Little Bear is gone because he is traveling with Triss and Nico. So the only person in Discipline is Lark. Lark is very happy to see Sandry. Sandry's very happy to see Lark. We have this lovely little reunion between the two of them and they kind of just fill each other in on their lives. Sandry tells Lark, you know, my uncle's feeling better, but I still need to stay there a little bit and I really miss you. And Lark says, well, I might be getting a new student here because one of the novices is apparently potentially showing magic and super, super shy. (laughs) Then Sandry tells Lark, oh, I met this boy who has dance magic. Have you ever heard of dance magic? And Lark's like, oh, yeah, I've heard this group of people and that group of people who live really far away. I am familiar with the labyrinth, yes. (laughs) Lark would be. Sandry's like... I don't know what to do because those people live far away, but he definitely needs a teacher. And Lark's like, oh, yes, he definitely needs a teacher. And you know what? The rules are that if a new mage is found and does not, and there is not a teacher who is of that discipline, 
then the discovering mage teaches the new mage the basics until a teacher of the appropriate discipline can be found. And Xandra's like, but I'm the discovering mage. And Marga says, uh-huh. And Sandri says, like, well, they're going to have to find me if they want to enforce the rules. And Lark's like, well, I'm right here. Uh, I will, will enforce the rules. She will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Lark gives Sandri some advice about, well, you just learned the basics not too long ago. So start there. You should find him a dancing teacher because learning more dances will keep him interested and out of trouble. Sandri also tells Lark that Pasco is like afraid of his magic in a sense because he's like, well, my family won't approve. And she's like, your family doesn't come into this. You have magic. You need to learn how to use it. Lark's like, ah, yes, this happens with merchant and noble houses. Anything else? There was some well-deserved praise. Yes. Sandry and Lark went back and forth with the, you're the best teacher. Oh, well, you're the best student. Oh, well, you're the best teacher. Oh, well, you're the best student. If I become half the teacher you are, that'd be great. It was cute. It was. All of the love. All of the love. Part one is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and disliked about the chapter. I have a feeling that somebody's going to say they disliked that they finally found out why we've only seen Sandry. <laughs> Good Wednesday. Will not be me. I was prepared for it. <laughs> me too. It makes me sad, but. Our listeners cannot see Goodwin's face right now, but I'm going to interpret Goodwin's face as saying yes. Yes. <laughs> that is correct. But actually, I think I'm going to leave that to Brittany. I think she feels a little uh, more strongly. I was so excited to see them go back. I was like, yes, we're going to get to see everybody. Everybody's like growing up. It's been several years. I was excited to see them all. And it's just Lark. And as much as I love Lark, I love Lark so much. I was excited to see like the hustle and bustle of discipline, how it usually is. So much things happening. Kids being crazy, dog barking like crazy. None of that. Just Lark. I loved seeing Lark, but I was very sad we didn't see anybody else. Were you mad at the part where she explained kid again? I didn't notice it. Where was it at? It's like right in the middle of the chapter. I'll have to look it up. The dance, the pattern with the, if he would have been thinking about pretty girls, why are we assuming that he likes girls? <laughs> Those might like pretty boys. Well, in defense. I know it was the 90s. That is the default that people think of. That's true. But Little still. boys are supposed to like little girls. Little girls are supposed to like little boys. This is the default thinking, especially back then. <sighs> I hate it, but yes. In the other defense, one of her other series that takes place in Tortal, there are two women who are really good friends. She came out later and word of God is that they are in a romantic and sexual relationship with one another. But the story I heard is that apparently she wasn't allowed to write that, like her publishers wouldn't publish it. <laughs> so it is possible that on some level she couldn't write pretty boys. <laughs> So what you're saying is Lark and Rosethorn probably are too. 
they just could she just couldn't write it. I still envision poly relationship just well, it hasn't been confirmed, but it is a possibility. Now, Goodwin, you look like you're gonna say something. Did you find it? I did. Page fifty-six. Right at the top. Sandry laughed, but the discovering mage is me. Lark nodded gravely. I'm just a child myself, Sandry pointed out, using street kid slang for child. Oh gosh. Yeah, I didn't notice it. <laughs> Thank you. I like the fact that Triss was the one that took Little Bear. It was so cute. When she tried to act like in the other books that she didn't like him. And then she's the one that ended up taking him. I'm like, oh, he's so cute. Yeah. That's how it goes. I like when Sandry asked Lark, can you manage without Rosethorn here? And Lark was like, it might even be easier, at least for the first few months. That line reminded me a lot of my mom's been cleaning the house. And she said, like, yeah, I miss your dad at all, but it is easier to keep the house clean. (laughs) I kind of had a dislike about this. It makes sense why Nico ended up being Triss's teacher in the first four books, because it says if no teacher with the same power is available, the discovering mage has to teach the newcomer the basics. And that makes sense why Nico was the teacher, because the other three had teachers within winding circle that could teach them but Tris wouldn't and Nico was the one that discovered her but again we've discussed how Molly doesn't like that Nico was the teacher and how ne- uh, how Crane could have been a better teacher but because of this law he wouldn't have been able to which I think is silly with that being said there's a kid that's moving into discipline is he just moving there is he going to be taught by Lark what's going on there and if he was discovered by somebody else and he's going to be taught by Lark, how does that make sense? We know that the kids who live at Discipline are the kids who have magic and don't totally fit in. Mm-hmm. And we see that he probably has magic. He definitely doesn't fit in because he's incredibly shy. But is he going to be taught by somebody else, the person that discovered him or the person that... That probably depends on whatever his magic is because we don't know what yeah. I would imagine it'd be just like how the kids were there. Like they all had their individual teachers, but they were still kind of taught by Rose Thorn and Lark because they lived in the cottage just for like that sort of special, just for that kind of special situation where there's a kid that doesn't quite fit in. And I know Daja lived there, but she was actually taught by Frostpine. So it might be a situation like that as well. I just thought that was kind of weird after they stated, oh, the person that discovers you has to teach you yeah but we're gonna have a kid live here who wasn't discovered but well we don't know who that's not gonna move in with sandry probably right yeah that's true and like sandry said though she's a kid so i think this is a silly rule that the person that discovers them has to teach them if there's no available teacher i think that's silly yes there has to be rules but can make a different rule this rule is I don't like it. My next one is when they're all being cute to each other, going back and forth. They're like, you're the best. No, you're the best. Really really sweet and adorable. When Sander was complaining about how Pasco, how he seems so young and uh, he's two years older than any of them were. Lark has to remind her, but you guys went through situations that made you older. She's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Shit. 
That's crazy. I, I like that. It was a nice little recap without being like a huge recap, uh, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I know with like, for example, the Harry Potter books, every single book, oh, we're at the Dursleys again. And all this stuff happened. Like, we've been reading the books. We fucking know already. Move on. Let's go. By that book, what's going on? That is my favorite thing in this chapter. The way I wrote it down was effortless. Like the effortless description of where Little Bear would be, which would be at the cottage doing his, you know, Little Bear things, jumping on people. Why he's not there. He's out with Triss. That also like explains where the other kids or why they're not there. They're all away. And for a certain amount of time, I think it was until next summer. And all that was in like one paragraph. And it was written so well that you don't feel like it was that big exposition dump. of It, it, it felt effortless. Like just reading it, it gave you so much info so concisely that like the story keeps going and it doesn't bog down with having to reiterate every single thing that happened one of the things uh, and i'm just gonna only talk about this really quick is the other thing i love about that is it's not in the first few pages like a lot of other synopsis overviews that have gone on in previous books is this is in the middle of the fourth chapter and so it's not like all of this information that you've already read through at the very beginning when you're possibly doing like we are where you're just binge reading the series it feels good i felt like she did a really good job of that in i think it was the second chapter with basically reviewing the events of the first four books because it's it's one paragraph it's very short you get all of the major things and because she does it from Pasco's point of view, it doesn't feel like it's like, oh, and now I have to give you a whole bunch of exposition just in case you started with this book instead of book one. Because it's just like, oh, shit, Sandry, that's the girl that did this and this and this and this. It's nice. It's yeah. really nice. I like good writers. <laughs> I also disliked kind of what you already said, Brittany, but... um the rule of the the, the, the the mage that finds the new mage without a teacher has to teach him. I get why that would be in there, but it feels really not specific. Because, like, what if you were just a mage and you see some, like, some dude accidentally do magic while you're eating a sandwich on the street or something? Do you have to become the teacher there? It, it seems kind of goofy when you have these schools and, and stuff, like, available to, to do this. So this is more of a comment for Molly. So does this mean that Rose Thorn was Lark's teacher since Rose Thorn's the one that found Lark? That would make sense, actually. What I was curious about is, and granted, this is probably not something that happens a lot, but what happens if there's not a discovering mage? Because at some point, magic just kind of, like, starts letting itself out. Like, Triss, in Sandry's book, she accidentally creates a water spout. So what if something like that happens, and, like, all of the people around them are screaming, magic, magic, magic. But there's no mage. there's not, like, a mage that discovers it. There's a group of people, and there's a mage in the group, that mage, 
is the discovery mage. But if like there's but, but in that but if there's multiple, right? if there's multiple mages, they all rock, paper, scissors for it. <laughs> Well, what what if there's not a mage in that group? Imagine that that kind of thing had happened where somebody had accidentally created a water spout in the middle of a city, in the middle of a, like, village, but they weren't already, like, being taken care of somebody who's a mage. I would assume that the first person, the first mage that people talk to would be considered the discovering mage. (laughs) My kind of thinking on it is, is typically, it kind of seems like it's set up that... In situations where you have mages or that need to learn magic, go to either Lightsbridge or Winding Circle or things like that. So, I mean, I wonder if it would be a, in that situation, it would be, hey, we're going to go dump this kid off at Winding Circle. Y'all can fucking deal with it. And in that case, it would be whoever's the closest to them in magic or a situation like the kid it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like a like a guard at the door right right oh god could you imagine yeah it it just seems that poor person would have (laughs) well you're a mage and you're the first person who saw him this is your problem now it is it is very vague and then that also right makes me think of Triss again with like didn't they have someone check her for magic yep and would that person have been a mage yeah so if they missed it does that make them responsible even if they missed it or did they just not do it on purpose like that's a good question I feel like for Triss specifically no because we have a lot of discussion about how Triss has a unique type of magic and we have the ambient versus academic magic, which we haven't talked a whole lot about, but she has a different kind of magic and it hides itself. Pasco has said something similar, right? No, I, these are the normal signs of showing magic and I didn't do any of those things. My parents work with mages. None of them have said that I show any inclination for magic, but he has this unusual magic that hides itself. However, I feel like if if a mage had done that on purpose and been like, nope, you don't have magic, should have seen it, then it would be different. But I feel like for truth specifically, they'd be like, yeah, you're just not as good as Nico. I don't know. I feel like if somebody were to be like, hey, no, you don't, just hiding it when they know that she does, I would feel like there would be repercussions for that mage. Yeah. I think I think if it was done intentionally, yes. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There there would be some kind of punish, punishment doled out. But then again, you How could you tell? To, I was gonna say you'd have to prove that this person did it intentionally. So truth seers or whatever they're called. Yeah. The people who can tell if you're telling the truth. The ex tumbler turned stitch witch. I just love that description of herself. Mm-hmm. We talked about Rose Thorn being gone and Lart being like, never tell Rosie that. <laughs> and she calls her Rosie again. Ah! Pretty girls, quilt of old things. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love that the person's going out to sea and is just like, I want a quilt of all of this stuff from home and of like from people I love and I'm going to miss and it's just really sweet Mm -hmm. which 
in turn leads to Sandry taking apart the clothing and terrifying threat and getting the comment that seems like a dreadful waste of thread. And then we talked about Rosalind, or not Rosalind, Lark and Sandry going back and forth. You're the best. No, you're the best. The last one is Sandry comparing Briar and Pasco. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of complexity to that that, like, I really like. Pasco's like, uh, no, I don't have magic, and is arguing about it. Briar was just kind of like, uh, okay, I guess. And Sandry kind of brings that point of whereas Briar kind of just accepted it and rolled with it. Posco's like, hell no, I want none of this. And I think on this, it has a lot to do with how they were raised. You've got Briar who's always had to roll with it. You roll with it or you die. Posco's it's been basically beaten into his head. No, you don't dance for a living. That is not that's Area not the way work. we do things. Yeah. But okay. here's the thing. I thought that line was hilarious because Sandry's totally wrong. Because she's like, oh, Briar would have seen what was right in front of his face, except Briar multiple times said, no, I don't have magic. I thought the exact same like, thing yes, when I read that line. Yes, like, child, you do. <laughs> that's the exact same thing I thought when I read that line. I'm like, Briar said he did it several times. <laughs> well, okay, so that's kind of like through the, before he's flat out told, yes, you do. Because as soon as it is, this is the word of God, you have it, shut the fuck up. He's like, oh, I guess that makes sense, okay. But all of the kids argued at first. Everyone did. Even Sandra, like, they all argued at first. No, we don't. The fuck do you mean we're mages? All of them were kind of oblivious about it. Once it was flat out stated, hey, look, you're mages. We just wanted to let you come into it on your own. But yeah, you have to deal with this now. They all kind of rather quickly accepted that it was a thing. I think that's more what Sandry means is that like once they got flat out told, hey, look, you're a mage. They all kind of rather quickly went, oh, I guess that makes sense now. But Briar tells Rosethorn after Nico is like, yeah, you guys are mages. There's that scene in the morning where Briar's like, I'm no mage. And Rosethorn's like, yeah, why else do you think my plants like you so much, dumbass? I feel like Sandra's giving him more credit than, than is due. I think no, she's true. she's being ever the optimist there. Just uh, yeah, doesn't always line up with the reality, but... <laughs> nope. I think maybe just Sandry has grown and changed so much in the last four years that she doesn't entirely remember how things were before because she also tells Lark Pasco talks about how his parents won't want him doing dance magic as if it's a toy that he can pick up and put down again like it's not really his choice she seems to be forgetting just how many nobles were like, your nobility, how dare you weave? How dare you sew? Sandry got the same kind of stuff from other people 
It's just that she was fortunate enough to also have people in her life telling her, no, it's okay. So Pasco may come around once he has that other voice saying, no, look, you can dance. Um, it is allowed. <laughs> because even, even when Sandry, when Lark first talked to Sandry about spinning, she was like, really? You'll let me? You know, and, and it was it was a surprise. And she she didn't think that they would let her and she had to learn that it was OK. So Pasco's just going to have to learn the same thing. He's going through very much the same thing that the that all four of them did. I, I really like the line as if Sandry had been walking through a gale and had stepped through a door into a warm house. Just nice writing. I like Sandry's interaction with the cloth when she's helping take out the seams. And there's the one that she gets mad at and she just glares at it and the whole thing springs apart. And Lark says, that seems like a terrible waste of thread. And then she has to calm the thread down and it like makes itself back into one thread and, and curls itself up. And she's like, you behaved very nicely. It's just so cute. <laughs> I love Sandry talking to the thread. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Her two is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or message in the chapter. What theme or message did y'all find? I was going to say responsibility. Mm. I think the main example of responsibility would be Sandry having to take the responsibility of teaching Pasco. Yeah. Um, and I liked when she was like, and what if I decide that I don't want to listen? And Mark's like, well, I will have to take you to court basically and tell you to do what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> who are these people who are going to take control of my life? Me. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the exact same one I had. Good. There, I don't think there was a lot more to, to get out of that chapter. Not really. See, I I feel like that that is much more succinctly what I was trying to say, but the slightly more specific thing that I was thinking of, I wish I could remember the term. There's a term in teaching that's called like the apprenticeship of experience or something. And it, the it's basically you learn something about how to teach by being a student. Since we've all been students, we have some ideas of what makes a good teacher and a bad teacher going into it. The apprenticeship of observation. That's it. I don't know. One way of learning from one person is not always best for another. So your idea of a good teacher is probably somebody else's idea of a bad teacher. So yeah, there are definitely some things that you will learn from that, that are good for certain. And there are some things you will learn that are bad for certain, but yeah, there's a lot of in between where it's, this is good for me and, and bad for somebody else. But it just made me think of that because we have this teacher becoming the student or student becoming the teacher. Sorry. Yeah. That one, I literally just looked it up. So don't think I'm smart or anything. But um, it's it's a phenomenon where student teachers arrive for training courses, having spent thousands of hours as school children observing and evaluating professionals in action. Yeah. So it's well, like literally. I guess Sandry didn't realize that she was observing so she could teach. <laughs> probably wasn't expecting it to be that way, but yeah. 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 yeah no. Maybe the bigger issue here isn't so much that the discovering mage is the teacher but why wasn't she told this before exactly if she is a full-fledged mage apparently now you would think there would be like okay you're a mage now here's this handbook read it these are all the rules of being a mage <laughs> or like an oath <laughs> i don't quite think that they were prepared for a 14-year-old to go, oh, hey, this person has magic. By well, I'm just saying, if she's a full-fledged mage now, you would think, oh, hey, she's a mage now. She could potentially discover somebody. But if, uh, there well, should be a handbook. Cool. Like I said, a handbook. Oh, you're a mage. Here you go. These are all the rules. Read it. I was going to uh, say okay. she probably didn't know about that. <laughs> Yeah. She pro- a she probably didn't know about that. And B she's also been kind of cooped up with her uncle for the last how long? That's so, true. But if she has become a full fledged mage before going to see her uncle, because it's only been a couple weeks, she hasn't only been a mage for a couple weeks. I'm sure. So even with the lessons too, you would think that this would have came up with 
mage lessons. Like, like okay, like, this is this the, is what to expect when you become a mage. This is mage 101. Here you like go. The, yeah. the, the, the mage laws, yeah. Yeah, we had to learn like civil law or whatever in, in school, and now they don't get taught this whenever they're becoming mages. Yeah. It makes Zero sense to me. I, 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 I am. I am sure. I am uh, just by looking at Molly and Indy. I am sure there will be more of that later on. <laughs> well, they should introduce it now. More. God damn it! <laughs> now. Part three is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. And I'm going to go first because what I was talking about with the, I already forgot it now, apprenticeship of observation, I feel kind of connects into what I'm going to say here. When I read this, I made a strong connection, obviously, to just the the conversation about teachers and students. You know, I said like, oh, if, if I'm ever lucky enough to have a student say some of the things that Sandry says, I'll feel like I have accomplished something. But I feel like us recording this on this specific day is perfect because as I mentioned before we started, I had a student come to me earlier and say, I'm interested in being an ESL teacher and how do I get started? I came back and looked at this chapter as we were beginning and that line where Lark says the wheel turns just like really hit me because it was like, oh my God, this is literally what just happened today. Now I'm sort of preparing maybe the the next generation of people to go into this field. And I don't really know like what more there is to say there other than like I made this connection, but maybe Lark is very supportive of Sandry in this moment, telling her, I'll see if I can find a dance teacher to help you. And this is my advice. I want to be able to be supportive of my student in that same way and for that matter my other students who are going into other fields um since yours was so perfectly fitting mine kind of is too to learn more patience lark was very patient with sandry and i need to be more patient with my child he was crazy today and i need to have more patience because sometimes she drives me crazy, but she's a kid, and that's what kids do. So, more patience. Just think of Briar and Rosethorn, and how crazy Briar surely drives Rosethorn. I'm just going to have to hang my child up in the well, so, you know. Go hang her in the well, it's fine. <laughs> She'll learn. I also somebody think- have a well that I can hang her in, because I don't have one. That's why you gotta go. you got to go make her dig a well. Oh. And then you gotta go hang her up in it. That works. Definitely. Like Devilish. when 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 your grandparents make you go get your own switch. Gotta go find it. Gotta go do the thing. Yes. Then you get the punishment. Yes. My mine was um recognizing your home. It's not necessarily like a place, but it's where the people are at right now. You know, it's pretty much just Lark at Discipline, but, you know, Sandry still got that feeling of, of being home, and uh, you know, that was really sweet, and I want to remember that too, that, you know, it's not necessarily a, a specific place, but it's the people that you're with. And I feel like for you, that's a that's an experience that you've really dealt with a lot this last year. 
yeah, it, it's been tough. Fr- frankly, I, I've just missed like seeing people, people in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, clearly I'm here with Allison and she's, you know, I love her and like, I, I've even moved too. So like even being in this like nice house, I'm still more concerned about, you know, Allison and like she, she is my home. It's not this, this place. Mine is directly related to related to placing magic and patterns make the magic stronger. As a collective human people, all we all have habits and patterns and things that we do. And the more you do them, the more enforced that habit becomes. And this could be a habit about anything, of course. Like when I used to smoke all the time, I would have my cup of coffee and then I would go have a cigarette. That, that's just how it would. I would go home. Now, this is a little bit more recently. I used to go home and as soon as I got home, I would have a cigarette with my sister and we'd talk about her night or my night or whatever. Yesterday was my first cigarette in two weeks, but Dr. Stately is a male doctor and was the one who told me I didn't have PTSD because I didn't sit in the place where people with PTSD would normally sit. That makes sense. Yeah. Like like that. That checks out. That that's, that's the scientific determination of PTSD is uh, where, where you sit. Because I didn't sit in the corner, which is typically where people sit when they have PTSD. I sat in the middle between the windows and stared at him the entire time. I didn't have PTSD because I was making eye contact and I didn't sit where people who have PTSD sat. But he doesn't realize I was staring at the biggest threat in the room. <laughs> <laughs> But because I've cut back so much on smoking, I'm down to about one a week, one every other week, That's which good. is a big deal. Yeah. You should, you, going, should be, you should be proud of it. Instead of going through a pack in my work week, I wouldn't smoke when I was off work, but I was smoking about a pack in like the three and a half days I was working. The breaking of habits is so hard. Because we put so much time and energy into maintaining these habits, even if we don't think about them. They say it takes 30 days to either make or break a habit. And if you miss a day, you have to start over. I kind of have to remember that patterns and habits are hard to break or set up. And like there's there's a lot of habits I need to either break or set up. So, yeah. <laughs> Placing magic and patterns, patterns of habits and whatnot, need to work on those. I've worked on a big one, so I guess that's something it's, to be it's, it's It's progress, for sure. It definitely is. Confetti. It does not mean I'm stopping my hookah, though. Sorry, I'm still consuming nicotine in one form or another. <laughs> I'm just not smoking cigarettes. That's fine, less chemical additives than <laughs> that. It's a good start. It's a good start. At the end of our episodes, we like to have an excerpt 
from the next chapter we're going to read. So this is an excerpt from chapter five of Magic Steps. Once baton practice started, it was a good idea to think about only baton practice, not about full nets or Lady Sandraline. Pasco's mother, Zara, was feeling brisk. She made them all step lively that morning. The cousin's feet slapped the courtyard tiles as if they were step dancers, all doing the same measures. When a maid told Zara someone had come to see her, Zara ordered them to pair up and practice the latest drill. The moment she was gone, Pasco and a couple of others sat down to rest. A baton thumped Pasco's crown. You heard your mama tippy feet, his cousin Vani said, jeering him. Come prance around with me a bit. Pasco replied with a rude suggestion. Vani growled and wrapped Pasco's head again. Pasco saw stars. Stop it, Vani, Reha protested. You'd be cleaning chamber pots for a week if Aunt Zara saw that. She won't catch me, though, and you won't tell if you're wise. Glaring at Pasco, Vani added, Guess who got stuck hauling wood this morning while somebody took his sweet time coming back from market? What'd you do, Pasco? Stop and goggle at them caption dancers practicing in the yard at Wainwright's Inn? Vani banged Pasco's knees, then his shins with his baton. Pasco surged to his feet and lunged at Vani, baton out. His cousin backed away, swung his weapon, and knocked Pasco's from his grip. He surveyed Pasco with narrowed eyes. I gotta teach you not to stick me with all the hot, sweaty work. Pasco trembled. Vani was going to hurt him again. Even if one of the girls fetched help, sooner or later, Vani would get his revenge. For some reason, Pasco brought out the worst of Vani's mean streak. Now he shrank back, raising his hands to guard his face as his bigger cousin drew close. A bit of flute music threaded through his mind. The captions had danced to it. Humming the tune, Pasco took three, three quick steps to the right, his arms in the air, palm to palm overhead. Vani halted and rolled his eyes. Now what, he demanded. Pasco took another three quick steps to the left. He lowered his arms halfway, holding them out like wings out from his sides. He arched his chest, head high. Long step next, then leap at Vani. One leg bent, the other trailing straight behind him. Vani, Haide, and the youth behind them flew up and back as if thrown. Pasco landed on the ground and waited for them to do the same. They didn't. All three stayed in the air, four feet above the tiles. They hung and they hung and they hung. Oh, man. <laughs> I just did some, a little more dance and magic. Every time I hear the Fumi's rude suggestion, all I can think of is, go fuck yourself. <laughs> exactly what I thought he told her. <laughs> Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. <laughs> Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Or tell us what you think by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. Find all of our episodes at readingcircletemple.com and find more sound clips by following the Reading Circle Temple on SoundCloud. Never miss a post by following Reading Circle on Tumblr. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Facebook and join the Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. See our cats by following Reading Circle Temple on Instagram. Or you can tweet at us at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. 
If you like their art, follow Yellows for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our music. Find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. And again, this is that comment that Goodwin made. If you wanna if you wanna get girls, learn to dance. Exactly. Or possibly um, boys or fish, you know, whatever. Whatever blows whatever. Your boat, I suppose. Exactly. Whatever. I do for the most part hope that you're not having sex with the fish. Really Don't hoping. yuck my yum. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with it if the fish consents. You got to go with the Jack Harkness route. Is it of age and can it consent? Say, Jack Harkness. I feel like I feel like fucking gagging for saying that out loud. <laughs> Jesus, it'll go wash my mouth out with soap. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.